In this episode of The Focus Coach, I debrief a team meeting that I had with a leadership team of a national organization recently about their intention to be better together, to come up with shared agreements for conflict resolution and decision-making, all the while connecting and building on the great strengths and affinity that they have for each other. On the podcast, I show you what I've done with this team so that you can use that in some of your own team development in the future. So stick around and let's get started. Welcome to episode 37 of the Focus Coach Stories from the Coaching Field segment of the program. And I'm your host, Jeff Sari. I'm excited to bring this podcast because I worked with a team leadership team of a national organization last week, and it was really awesome. And the whole charge for me to be there was to help them come up with shared agreements for conflict and decision-making, which has been a trouble spot for them. And when I'm in the lead of a team or speaking to a group, it's such a humble privilege to be able to facilitate the goodness to flow between people and to focus on strengths and to focus on strategic planning and to focus on good relationships and skillfulness in relationship. So what a great time we had. And I want to talk through on this podcast some of the things that I did so that you can bring some of that to your own teams. And so I started the session with a minute of silence. And silence is an amazing tool to use. It's always at our disposal. And it's such a busy life, right? We're going from conversation to conversation, from task to task, running here and there and all over the place. And how often do we take that little pause to just take a centering breath or two or 10, to feel our feet on the floor, to clarify our intentions, to be as good as we can, to be the best that we can for ourselves and others, you know, just to kind of free the mind and to feel the body. So we did that and it was a hit. People really loved that pause to start the meeting off that way because they had been doing some heavy lifting with strategic planning before I got there what a great gift it was. And that really led into just seeing the value of taking a pause. And we need that sometimes. Then we talked about the objectives of the meeting, which, like I said, were to create shared agreements. And I like to bring fun into it, too. So one of my objectives is to have fun, to bring a lightheartedness to serious topics like conflict and decision making. So I brought that up as well, and then we talked about ground rules. And ground rules are great too, and revisit my meeting facilitation podcast I did some time ago about tools and tricks of leading a good meeting, planning and leading a meeting. So we talked about ground rules, you know, things like using I statements and allowing equal participation and bringing your best self forward and confidentiality. Things like this that help us put parameters around a meeting, you know, one person speaks at a time and those kind of things. You should have good ground rules for your meetings. For any meeting that you lead, there should be some focus on 
How are we going to interact together? Cell phones are notorious for disrupting meetings. And so what do we do with cell phones, for instance? So after we got those logistics out of the way, I moved into relationship building, which is really great because I want to start meetings off in the generative and the positive state as much as possible. Now, we know I'm there for a reason to talk about conflict and talk about shared agreements. And there are issues that abound in this team and any team, really. Any relationship has issues. I say wherever two or more people get together, there's propensity for dysfunction. And so we want to normalize that issues are prevalent in teams. And yet I like to start with uh, appreciative stance. And so I asked them about the purpose, why they choose to spend their precious time in this organization at this time. You know, I know we all have to work, but why now when you could be doing a host of other things with your life? Why now? That led into an amazing discussion, dialogue about purpose of the organization, the mission, you know, working with their teammates is usually a great time and the outcomes they're doing in the world and the membership is increasing. It's just they're on passion with this organization on purpose. They have a mission together. And I like to expose that because it's true. Yeah, we have issues, but overall, there's a lot of really good stuff happening. And I think of it as uh, draw a circle, big circle on a piece of paper and in it write good stuff. And then in a little dot, put that inside the circle, draw a line from the dot outside of the circle and write bad stuff and step back and look at it. You can see that there are so many good things going on in our lives and tempering that with a little bit of bad. Unfortunately, we take the bad and we blow it up and we forget that there's a lot of good stuff going on. So I want to really have that perspective and context when I'm working with a group that look at each other, you know, even through the virtual means, look at each other and reflect on the bounty of this team. And that was an awesome conversation. It also led me into another relationship building question, that of what are the strengths of this team currently? And that was pretty awesome too, because even though there is tension and issues, which is normal, there's a lot of strengths that the team bring, like dedication to learning and competencies in their unique roles and humor and good outcomes, following through on tasks and these kind of things. And that was a really awesome discussion as well. So, you know, I like to build the team up, have them see each other in the strengths-based generative way through appreciation, putting those rose-colored glasses on, if you will. And then I dropped into conflict. And it was cool because I thought of this beforehand, and I've done this with groups and teams before, but I asked them to clear their mind, take a deep breath, and that I was going to tell them, uh, say one word, and that I wanted them to free associate on a piece of paper, solo, you know, by themselves. And so I said, that word is conflict. What is your relationship to it? What are the things that come up for you in relation to this word? And I gave people a minute to uh, think about that. Well, after the minute we came back and I went around the horn and asked each person to say a word or two from their list, 
And on my whiteboard, I drew a line down the middle of the whiteboard. And on the left column was positive. On the right column, it's negative. And as they shared, I put the words in the respective places. So if they said growth opportunity, I put that in positive. If they said tension and disconnection, I put that in the negative and so on. We had the whole whiteboard full. And it was really awesome because after that activity, they could see that a lot of times they feel negative when a conflict comes up. And I think most of us out there listening have that experience as well, where a conflict arises and we get triggered by it. And go back to listen to my star model podcast as well about stress management. But when we get triggered, we become passive, passive aggressive or aggressive. And we all have a different style because we didn't really learn how to deal with conflict growing up. And if you did, good for you. You're one of the lucky ones. But for the rest of us mere mortals, we've had to fumble around in the dark a little bit to find the keys to unlock how to deal with conflict. And that's partly the charge that I was there with this team. And so that led into a really awesome discussion about how we think negatively about conflict. But on the other side, it has, it is actually a great opportunity for us to come together and share our perspectives, listen, and try to come out with some clarity. You know, and as a coach, I like conflict. I like issues. I like confusion because I know right, right around the corner there is clarity and a new level of operating as a team. It's pretty awesome. And then I asked, you know, what are some sources of conflict? Why does conflict come up? And that led into another awesome conversation about structural dynamics, meaning like being remote or differences in, uh, you know, needs like for budgets. You know, I need this much money for programs, but I need this much money for infrastructure. And yet there's only uh, a pot of money specific pot of money, you know, that's not infinite. And so other things are differing beliefs and values, differing needs, as I said, miscommunications, misinformation, lack of role clarity, uh, organizational structure. All of these things can have an impact and cause conflict. And so we want to try to clear some of these up by putting them on the table and creating a safe place to do so. And so we made headway into doing that. And lo and behold, a couple issues popped out. And one of them was in terms of decision making, it tends to be two against one. And it's a small leadership team. Usually leadership teams are a little bit bigger, five, six, maybe, you know, 10 people. This is three. And invariably two against one can create a, a really tense dynamic. And my daughter was telling me the other day that even when three friends get together, she said, invariably, someone gets left out. You know, so even at the 12-year-old level, it's happening. And so that tension exists, that conflict exists. And so we named it and put it on the table for discussion. And then, you know, we dropped into just trying to figure out what a process for conflict resolution would be. And I came up with, after the call, three phases. And I'm not going to drill down too much into that, but phase one is, you know, assessing if this conflict is yours. Like, what is the conflict? Is it yours only? Like, do you actually really need to address this? 
And we all have shadow work to do, right? We all have psychodynamics from our past that get triggered up by other people and then we project it onto a situation. So sometimes it's ours to reclaim and own and let go or work with. But if you do find that you need to address a conflict, like what's the process? You know, do you just shout it out? Or do you clarify your intentions? You know, do you use I statements? Do you learn how to listen better? You know, is it the right space and time to do it? You know, do we do it on the fly? Or do we actually make a space for it? And so we need to come up with that and have a process that we can all buy into and say, okay, conflict's here. This is what we're going to do step by step on how to address it. You know, and things like mediation, they have cut and dried processes uh, where, you know, person A speaks, person B listens, and then it shifts, and then there's a paraphrase, etc. But here, we don't have that process uh, created yet, so we're working on it. And then the phase three is, you know, once we do gain agreement, we uh, go through a conflict, we check in uh, at some periodic time to say, how are we doing? Are we still on track? Did we uh, fall back into old behaviors or uh, has change been made? So that was really cool discussion and, you know, more to come with that team. So the other part we went into after that is decision making. And that's pretty awesome, too, because decisions need to be made in all organizations at all levels. And as the leadership team, they're making high level strategic decisions that they bring to the board. And like I said, one of the issues is invariably it's two against one, the one feeling left out. And so I said, well, what is your current process for decision making? And they said, well, we don't really have one. And that's what we're trying to figure out. And I said, OK, well, there are different ways to make decisions. And I brought out one of them, which, by the way, a great book is called Great Meetings. You should check that out. They have levels of consensus and they have six levels of consensus. And I watered that down and created a three levels of consensus, meaning thumbs up, thumbs medium, thumbs down. And so if it's thumbs up, you wholeheartedly agree. If it's thumbs medium, you don't agree, but you're not going to stand in the way. And then thumbs down is I can't get behind this decision. We need to table it or have more discussion. And what's been happening is the person that doesn't agree is thumbs medium, but it's kind of done out of resentment and that's not an agreement, right? So the, because there is no agreement to what it means, the thumbs medium, there's some tension there. And so you know, asking this person, if it is a thumbs medium, can they actually get behind it and just let it go? And that's their journey, right? And the person said, yeah, I'm going to work on that. You know, we talked about different options of decision making, like voting, you know, is it 51%? Well, in, in a three person, it would be 67% would be two thirds, you know, but in bigger groups, it might be 51%, you know, half the group or 75%, uh, you know, or unanimous, which is 100% consensus. Another way, too, is the boss gets the final decision, you know, and so that's a possibility, but not in this team that I was working with. So there's all sorts of levels of decision making, and we started to talk about consensus, and we're going to explore that next time. And again, the point was for me to help them start talking through these things so that we can come to clarity about what it is they need in place to help them go through some of these messy things that happen. And quite frankly, 
working with other human beings is messy. We're not robots. We all have our unique strengths and psychodynamics and skills and personalities and quirks and all that stuff. And we then put that together in a, in a soup and sometimes it gets uh, a little funky. So that's why I'm in business is to help unfunkify the soup and uh, get people very clear about themselves and working together, knowing that there's always going to be issues that pop up. And so, you know, we didn't quite resolve the tension, you know, we made headway into it. And that's another thing is tension sometimes is unresolved. Uh, and it might take another two or three sessions to really get at it. And so just kind of hold the line on that and realize that we are a team. We want to work through this. We respect each other and clarify those intentions with each other. And then lastly, I ended with hopes and dreams. You know, if you think about 2021, what might be a hope? What might be a dream you have for this team? And we all went around and shared a hope and dream, which was really beautiful, beautiful way to end kind of the bookends, you know, starting off strong in a generative place, kind of going into the dark valley with conflict and then coming out again into another height of hope and dream. That's how we roll right up and down. The seesaw goes in our relationships and we do our best to try to work them out. And sometimes you need a facilitator like me to work that out so that you can have an objective perspective, someone that's curious and uh, not telling you what to do, but helping you discover it uh, on your own or as a group. So that's in a nutshell. Thanks so much again for listening. Appreciate it. And as always, take care and peace. Thanks so much for tuning into The Focus Coach. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Click subscribe, comment on the post, and share it as well. Also, go to www.workplaceculturesolutions.com tools to get your free downloads and worksheets. And as always, peace.